What is happening, everyone? Welcome to the Formula One uh, Grand Prix Roundup special episode from the Mexican Grand Prix. Um, sorry, I didn't do the qualifying yesterday. I had mad hay fever, so you didn't really want me to be uh, sniffling and snuffling down the microphone. So I thought I'd just do a little quick roundup of the quali and then um, uh, summarize the race. So. Yeah, it was a pretty good weekend generally. Uh, let me just fucking sit down. Here we go. Um, yeah, pretty good race. Quali was um, yeah pretty interesting. Mercedes were kind of going to be. They kind of came into the weekend knowing that they were going to struggle because they, the last few years, they've just been massively off the pace. So they knew this was going to be a very difficult weekend for them. Um, so it was kind of a matter of damage limitation and just see how far up the grid they could get and then, you know, try and try and have a strong race and see what happens really. So, um, with the quality, I mean, in the end, uh, Verstappen qualified P1, um, then it was Leclerc, Vettel, Hamilton, Albon, Bottas. So, you know, Mercedes were struggling. Um, and we, we went down to Science, Norris, Kvyat, Gasly, Perez, Hulkenberg, Ricardo, uh, Raikkonen, Giovinazzi, Lance Stroll, uh, Kevin Magnussen, Romain Grosjean, and then the two Williams, Russell and Kubica. Um, in the end, Bottas actually crashed in his second um, run in the third part of the qualifying session in Q3. Um, so everyone behind him basically had to abort their lap and slow down, except Max Verstappen, who decided he didn't need to slow down, which he did, um, and just went straight past the corner, full speed. Um, even though he already had the fastest lap um, from his first run and was in kind of provisional pole position, he still went for on his second, even though everyone else had lifted off. So basically he had he had pole in the bag, but because he didn't slow down, he got penalised. And there was a whole big thing about it because... He wasn't even getting investigated initially and then he kind of admitted in the press conference that he didn't slow down and they were like, all oh, right, and they looked into it and they were like, yeah, he didn't slow down. So he got demoted three places. So it's like, oh, for fuck's sake. So he lost that pole position in the end. So that time got scrapped, which is a bit weird really because he got the you know he got the time in the first run, which was all legitimate. So, But I guess you have to penalise them if they don't slow down for the yellow flags because you know, there could be marshals on the track and all this kind of stuff. So, um, so he was demoted down to p4 and everyone else so it's the the start um the starting grid was actually charles leclerc uh seb vettel hamilton verstappen albon bottas etc etc um so he was um, verstappen was a bit pissed off because i don't think he really he thought he did anything wrong with though, though he did so yeah anyway what are you gonna do um so the race um let us go to the thing and i will talk you through so yeah p1 Lewis Hamilton, P2, Sebastian Vettel, P3, uh, Valtteri Bottas, P4, Charles Leclerc, uh, P5, Alexander Albon, driver strong race, uh, P6, Max Verstappen, we'll come back to that, uh, Sergio Perez, P7, really good from him, this was his home race, um, so he was really pleased with that result, hot on his heels was uh, Daniel Ricciardo and P8 for Renault, and then you have Pierre Gasly, P9, Nico Hulkenberg P10, although it should have been P9. We'll come back to that. Kvyat P11, Stroll P12, um, Carlos Sainz 13th, 
weird day for McLaren. We'll come back to that as well. Giovinazzi fell from AP to 14th, Magnussen 15th. They were struggling, God. Um, George Russell 16th, which is really good from him, actually. Roman Grosjean on 17th, Robert Kubica 18th. So for Russell to finish ahead of one of the Haas, that's pretty impressive. And then um, uh, Raikkonen and Mayer had to retire on lap 58. And then Lando Norris retired on lap 48, which we'll come to now, actually. You may as well start from the back and go forward. Um, so he he was doing pretty well and running in the top 10. Maybe he was like 8th or something towards the start. And then um, was tracking pretty nicely. Came in for an early pit stop to try and undercut a few of the players in front of him players drivers um and uh the mechanics messed up the pit stop and his front right tire or left tire um wasn't put on properly and he drove off luckily they realized in time and he managed to stop the car and pull it over before he kind of crossed the white line to exit the pits so all the mechanics had to run down the pits and get him and push him back and put the wheel back on and um and then let him, you know, let him go from there. So, but by that time, he was like two laps down, basically. He lost, it was just insane. It took so long to do it. And that kind of ruined his race. So he, he just went back out anyway and just raced for a bit. And well, I did 48 laps, but was so far behind and off the pace and all this stuff that they just went, oh, you know, we should just save the engine. So they just retired him. Um, so a bit of a shame for him. Raikkonen, uh, he also retired. Not sure what happened with that. I guess some sort of mechanical problem. I didn't actually find out what happened with him, but never mind. Um, the Haas were just struggling massively. I, I, I don't know what was going on with them. They just got this massive tyre problem. And they've admitted now they've pretty much just given up on the um, on this year's car. And um, focusing on next year, because this year's car is just a complete nightmare. So hopefully they figured out, apparently they figured out why it's doing what it's doing, which is essentially it, it can't generate the heat into the tyres during the race. So they, they, they can qualify quite well, but then during the race, they just can't maintain any kind of pace. Um, and most of that's due to the tyres being quite difficult to get into their kind of operating temperature, like a window that they operate in really well. Um, the team that can get it into that window the best is generally does quite well but Haas just can't seem to do that so yeah not great from them uh let's go up the order a bit Carlos Sainz yeah he was you know running really high up and then went on to a set of uh, hard tires on his after his first stop I think with the aim to one stop but he just the car couldn't just wasn't liking those tires and he was just off the pace and they were graining which means the surface of the tire was kind of um I don't know, getting coarse and it just affects the performance of the tyre when that happens. Um, and so he had to come in for a second stop and he just, it, that kind of fucked his race up and he just couldn't then get back up the grid anymore really. So it was a really disappointing day for McLaren all round really. Probably their worst race for a long time. So um, considering they were running, Sainz was P4 at one point at the start. <laughs> so I just, I don't know what went wrong for him. It was just mad. So yeah, not a good, not a good day for them. Uh, Daniel, let's go up a bit further. Danny Kvyat and Nico Hulkenberg, they had a little bit of a ding-dong on the last corner of the lap. Kvyat decided, he was running in 10th at the time and um, Hulkenberg was in 9th. Um, and Kvyat decided to just basically ram him off the road <laughs> as they were going around the last corner and just kind of like 
hit his rear end. So Hulkenberg spun off and went backwards into the barrier, which fucked his rear wing up. And Kvyat went through and took the place. Um, and get Pierre Gasly. As that was happening, Pierre Gasly went past as well. So Hockenberg dropped two places, managed to get over the line, luckily, despite having quite a considerable amount of damage. Um, and, uh, yeah, it pretty much immediately Kvyat got penalised and got a 10-second penalty, so it dropped him down to 11th. And Hockenberg at least got a point. Um, so he lost a point because he would have had two points instead of one. But, um, you know, never mind. Um, so that was a bit shit from Kvyat and kind of stupid from Kvyat really because he he was only going to ever gain one point by going from 10th to 9th and in the end that move lost him a point so he yeah his own fault bit of a stupid mistake so um, yeah not great um, otherwise it would have been a pretty good result for Renault um, Ricardo got P8 um, not too bad good drive from him tried to get past Perez towards the end but couldn't and I guess good for Perez because it's his home race and you know it's kind of best of the rest really so I say that but, but what I mean by that is that you've got the top three teams in Mercedes, Ferrari and Red Bull so it's very difficult to get a top six um, with those three teams performing at a slightly higher level than everyone else so to get a P7 you know, you're the best of the rest of the field, really, which is pretty good. So, you know, so well done to Perez. He he drove something like 51 laps on a set of tyres to one stop, and uh, which was pretty impressive. Um, but not quite as impressive as Max Verstappen, who finished in P6, just ahead of him, um, who at the start got into a bit of a ding-dong with Hamilton, um, which didn't cause too many problems. It dropped him down a couple of places, and then he got past... One of the, I think, Norris's McLaren at the time. And then he went up to pass Bottas. Uh, and they touched really ever so slightly. It was one of those kind of 50-50 moves that pays off sometimes and sometimes it doesn't, you know. Um, it wasn't particularly massively aggressive, but uh, it just clipped um, essentially Bottas's, I think, front wing clipped Max's right rear tyre. And he got his puncture. Um, which happened just after he passed the start, finished straight almost in like the second corner or something. So he had to go around the whole lap with no tyre on his wheel um, and make a pit, which put him right to the back of the grid. And it took him a while to actually even get past or up to the Williams. And then he just carved his way through the track, through the um, through the full grid basically and got up to P, um, P6 which was a really impressive drive Like, and he essentially, I think it was the fifth lap that he had the incident so he went from the fifth lap all the way to the 71st lap on one set of tyres which was pretty incredible and was passing people and you know putting in moves and maintaining a really good pace so yeah that was a really good job from him um, next up we have Alexander Albon in P5 so he Drove a really good race. At the start, he actually got up to P3, which was really impressive. And he kind of managed to stay up with everyone um, pretty consistently, actually, up to the first set of pit stops. And he kind of came in first, and it kind of triggered uh, a set of pit stops from, from a few of them, um, which, is, which really ruined Leclerc's race, because Ferrari, for some reason decided to cover off Albon doing his pit stop. They didn't want to get like undercut by him. 
uh, which means Albon was going to come in, put on newer tyres and go faster so that by the time Leclerc pitted, he might come out behind him. But in the end, uh, Albon came out um, just behind um, one of the Renaults, I think, not Renaults, it was the uh, McLaren of Science at the time. And that sort of, he lost about five or six seconds in that little air, you know, portion of, of, of the race to try and get past um uh science and um but in the meantime ferrari didn't really twig that this was happening even though it was obvious because it was on the first lap that album came out after the pits that he had trouble behind science so they could should have seen that there was no way that he was going to undercut um leclerc but they still brought leclerc in put him onto a two-stop and the two-stop was the wrong call in the end i think um so yeah, they kind of fucked up there, really. It was a bit of a, um, yeah, not the best thing. In the end, like, Vettel uh, was leading for quite a long time. And um, in the end, I think Hamilton pitted. And then um, Vettel was like, no, let's stay out because he's going to undercut me. So they, they left him out and put him onto a one-stop, quite an aggressive one-stop. Um, but obviously Hamilton had come in with the aim of going on a one-stop as well. But he, I think it was like 15 laps that, Sebastian Vettel managed to do on his tyres before he came in and put the hard tyres on, whereas Hamilton had already done about 15 laps on these hard tyres. So there was a worry that um, Hamilton wasn't going to be able to last till the end of the race. But, I mean, as it turned out, the hard tyres were a pretty good choice. And despite the fact that they weren't rapid, they managed to last because lots of drivers managed to get a really good amount of laps out of these tyres so um, so the one stop was the thing to do in the end and um, you know Ferrari tried it on but it um, it didn't really um, work that well for him so um, yeah it's uh, it was an interesting one um, who two stopped so Leclerc two stopped he didn't do very well Albon two stopped didn't do great um, Science 2 stopped and did terribly um, and that was kind of it really um, so yeah everyone that 2 stopped had a pretty average race uh, the Toro Rosso's both of them 2 stopped um, and uh, yeah apart from that everyone else 1 stopped so um, that was the, the strategy and they were calling in the end and potentially 2 or 3 stops might have been the way to go but that just wasn't the way to go at all and it was just it was the 1 stop and um, quite a measured controlled race it, it was kind of uh, setting up to be quite an exciting finish because obviously it was going to be Hamilton on really worn tyres Vettel on newer tyres you had Bottas right up there as well Leclerc was two stopping and going to be on even fresher faster tyres and so it was going to be there was a, a while where it was like no one knew he was going to win um, so that was quite exciting and then it just sort of petered out and it was like oh actually none of them can pass each other because as soon as on this particular track because it's at really high altitude um, so brake temperatures get really high so to follow someone really close it's quite difficult to do that for a prolonged period of time so as soon as some of these top drivers who were all in cars with very consistent pace um they were follow they ended up just following for too long and they had to then pull back a bit and get out of the dirty air and the hot air coming from the car in front of them and cool off the brakes and so it was just um never really going to work so track position was key in this case and uh Mercedes just played it perfectly I think that maybe they maybe they figured that out at the time and it was just like yeah look 
put Lewis on these um, hards now. He'll get the lead and just try and stay in front. And Lewis Hamilton, he was complaining quite a bit initially that the tyres weren't going to last and all this sort of stuff. But I wonder whether he was just playing up to the cameras a bit and to everyone to get everyone excited about it. Just because he kind of did that in like Monaco and stuff as well. So. Um, it's uh, yeah, it was interesting. Well, interesting. So it could have been a bit more exciting, but it was still quite an interesting race. Lots of you know, lots of things going on. Um, Ricardo was putting in some good moves. You know, he drove really well. Albon is showing some really good pace for Red Bull. That's good. And Verstappen's drive from the back of the grid was you know sensational as always. So um, it was a really good result from him. So I mean, I think he got drive of the day in the end for you know managing to make those tires last basically the full race and. Um, which is just sensational. 66 laps, I think he got out of it. Yeah, which is just fucking mental. So, yeah, I mean, that was amazing. Um, I mean, Hamilton did great to make his tyres last with the pressure that he had from Vettel and Bottas and Leclerc. Um, Ferrari kind of did the right strategy with Vettel in the end, but I think that was Vettel making the call. He was like, no, leave me out, and he stayed out and kind of dictated that, um, whereas Leclerc came in when Ferrari said so, and I think... I think Leclerc at the end afterwards, you know, when he was getting interviewed, he, I think he felt it was his fault that he, he shouldn't have come in and he maybe knew he shouldn't have done. Um, so, but, you know, he's still young in the team and he's getting more, um, I don't know, more experience with every race. And, you know, and the fact that he can, he can tell that he made that mistake and he shouldn't have done that and he, he could see why, it just adds to his experience and, you know, next time, you know, he won't make that mistake. So, yeah, so that's, um, yeah, I know, pretty interesting. Hang on, I need a drink, hang on. No whiskey today. It's orange and ginger juice, which has got a lot of fucking ginger in it, but it's good for me, so um, sort my throat out a little bit. So, yeah, uh, pretty good race overall. The, um, I mean, well done to Hamilton for winning it, considering they weren't, they, they were probably the third quickest car behind... Red Bull and Ferrari, but with Max's, um, I think Max would have won it if he hadn't had the uh, problem at the start, you know. And it was just his move on Bottas that was, I don't know, it, seeing how hard it was for the, the top teams to pass each other, I think it was he, he made the right choice to make the move when he did, but it just didn't pay off. So, and that kind of ruined his race. So, um, and yeah, for, for, for Mercedes to be able to beat Ferrari at this track where. Ferrari should have well were quicker really. Um it's um yeah, it's it's pretty amazing job by the team to um to get the right strategy to to get that to get that win. So um and then for Hamilton's obviously good, he gained ten more points on Bottas, which puts him needing four points at the next race. He's outscored Bottas by four points and then um well, essentially, that means if Hamilton wins the race, he'll win the championship. If he comes second, well, if Bottas finishes ahead of Hamilton, um, then I guess the championship will continue. Um, but I think there's there's certain contingencies in there. I think that, I, but yeah, I'm pretty, if he wins the race, he'll win for sure because Bott, Bottas can't get make those four points up. So. It's, uh, yeah, it's going to be quite interesting. Uh, let me just see if we have any um, 
quotes and such like. Let's see. Um, there's a pretty good summary on the BBC site. Here we go. What they said, finally. So inconsistent. Sometimes they say it and sometimes they don't. Anyway, Hamilton says, We came here thinking we were on the back foot, but we pulled through. I had quite a bit of damage on the car, so the race was quite a struggle, but I kept my head down. Um, it felt like a long second stint, but I am so grateful today. Um, he says he doesn't mind not clinching the title yet. I love racing and just take it one race at a time. This is a race I've wanted to win for some time. It's always been a bit tricky for us. I mean, they finished 80 seconds off the pace last year, so you can see the step they've made forward this year. Um, everything held together, and the team did the best strategy. Holding off the Ferraris was not easy in the end. Uh, Vettel says, surprisingly, the hard tyres worked really well. It was an intense race because there was no brake. Um, it was a good race, but here... And there, with strategy, we could have been a bit stronger. Yeah, so they made a few mistakes. Um, Bottas says, I enjoyed considering yesterday, so, you know, after he crashed in quality and they had to, like, rebuild the car overnight. Uh, the, start, the start was quite tricky. I dropped a place, but I don't think we could have done much more today. Um, so, yeah, good one and three for Mercedes. Ferrari probably... Shoulda, coulda, woulda. It's the story of their year, really. Their strategy has let them down massively this year. Um, I don't know who's in their strategy department. I don't want to be too critical of it, but I think they need a new person in there to help maybe make the calls. I don't know, to maybe react a bit better to the situation. It feels like maybe they're just watching the screens too much. and you know, It just seems weird. Like it, it, The whole thing with Declare... If they were watching the race and seeing what was happening, they'd have seen that Albon was having was coming out behind Sainz and wasn't. There's was no possible way he was going to put pressure on um, Leclerc. They could, they should have let Leclerc stay out because he was at the leader, even the lead of the race. They should have left him out as long as possible on the tires until until the tires were no good, really. Um, so. Yeah, it's it's a bit of a weird one from them. They they seem to have good races and bad races with their strategy. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, they'll get there, I guess. I mean, that seems to be the main issue with the team. They've managed to get the car consistently quicker than Mercedes, especially in qualifying um, and race pace. It does drop off a bit, but with a good strategy, as Mercedes showed by not having the fastest car but still winning the race, it is possible with a good strategy. So. Uh, I think that's an area they can improve on. Um, Red Bull, again, doing well. I think Albon is a great fit for the team. I mean, there was talk of them wanting a more experienced driver to help push Max and develop the car more, but Albon's got more points than Max <laughs> since he started in the team. So it's... Um, I don't know. I wonder whether Max is starting to feel a bit of pressure. I, I don't know. I mean, it's clear Max is still the quicker of the two drivers. But Albon's getting the points, which is really, that's all that fucking matters at the end of the day. It's not how quick you are, it's how many points you get at the end of the race. So, um, yeah, it's an interesting one. So we'll see what, you know, if, if Albon continues to score points on merit. I mean, some people might say, oh, Max has been unlucky in, in races and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, a few of these situations have been his doing. So it's like, you can't really say that i think so it's um yeah maybe maybe you know i think albon is the right guy for the team he's gonna he is gonna push max because he, he has the pace and he's got he's managing to get the results which is exactly what you want so you want a driver that finishes races and gets you points so um 
because that's how you compete and get the um, the championship positions, you know. So what are the constructors looking at? Yeah, see, I mean, Red Bull are quite a, quite a distance off Ferrari, so they're not going to catch them. But um, you kind of wonder if Albon had been with the team from the start of the year, they might have been with more of a chance. Um, but as it is... By having Gasly drive for them in the first half of the year, he just wasn't doing very well, just couldn't handle it. Um, I think that's cost them potential second-place finish, just seeing how strong um, Albon's been. And obviously how strong Max is. You know, they, They're getting good points. So, um, yeah, so there we go. Um, the Drivers' Championship, like I said, Hamilton needs four more points to win the World Championship. So it's looking very likely to happen in Austin as it's a track he likes the Mercedes is pretty good at um, it'll be challenging with the pace Ferrari is showing but I think it's possible um, I mean you've got a ding dong of a battle between Verstappen, Vettel and Leclerc um, for third place you've got Verstappen on 220 Vettel on 230 and Leclerc on 236 so it's a very close battle um, between them so um, who knows I mean I'd love to see Verstappen beat the two Ferraris that would be sensational but um, they need some really strong finishes to do that um, I don't know Red Bull just need one more win and the, you know Ferrari need a bad couple of races and it could easily happen you know so um, and then I think Vettel really wants to beat Leclerc as well so it's um, he's going to be vying for that win um, but then you know with Hamilton the way he is he just always wants to win as well so if Mercedes I mean the pressure's off them now they've won the constructors they can be really aggressive with strategy this next race they might have to keep things, things balanced with the team uh, because Bottas still technically has a chance so they're going to have to you know keep things evenly matched or something and not favour one or the other um, and they'll probably keep it like that actually for the rest of the season um, and just you know see what Bottas can do so, but I'm predicting Hamilton's going to do it in Austin, which would be good because the uh, the guys in, who uh, organised the Austin Grand Prix wanted to swap positions with uh, the Mexican Grand Prix because they want Hamilton to win in Austin. So hopefully he can do it for them this year. That'd be awesome. So, and yeah, America's such a big market. So for that to happen in America for Formula One in general is a good thing because he's quite popular over there as well. So, um, so yeah, that's going to be interesting. But anyway, I'm, I've waffled enough. Um, thanks for tuning in. Uh, you can get more info. I mean, I, I tend to go to the BBC Formula One site, so some pretty good articles on there. So um, you can have a little read through those. And um, yeah, uh, Austin Grand Prix starts... It's it's a back-to-back weekend, so next weekend, so this Friday for practice, Saturday for quali, and Sunday for the race. Again, because it's a North American Grand Prix, um, the times for me over in Australia are very difficult. So we'll have um, the quali summary on Sunday morning, and we will have the race summary around this time on Monday, so Monday evening. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah there we go cheers everybody for tuning in that was Harmonic Whiskey Days our little Formula 1 special from the uh, Mexican Grand Prix and we will be back uh, this Thursday we've got a um, couple of new guests on with the Unicorn so Thursday and Friday we've got two podcasts happening so they'll probably go up Friday and Saturday 
Um, and then we'll follow with some Formula One stuff over the weekend as well, which is pretty cool. And we'll, we're going to try and get John back on soon now that we've figured out the phone calling thing. So the last one I did uh, that we uploaded a few days ago with Dave, I think went pretty well. So I, I think I got a bit drunk and I was just rambling nonstop about complete nonsense. So I, I apologise a little bit for that. I don't think I was letting Dave get a word in. So he'll have to um, tell me to shut up a bit more or something so that he can have a bit more of a natter as well. Um, so yeah, cheers everybody. And we will be back uh, in a few days. Cheers. Bye.